Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. They're bringing back mammoths, but should they? No. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we begin, we're happy to announce a few more guests for our Sydney Comedy Fest show. As well as Zoe and Gabe, we've got Benny Davis from Axis of Awesome and Super Dragon Friends, stand-up comedian and stand-up guy Ben Alwood from Fuck Club, Simpsons comic book artist Dean Rankin, host of the smash hit show Comedians Against Humanity, Yanni Ajizalu, cosplayer and host of Kapow, Feisty Cuffs, and maybe a couple of otheries. It's going to be a couple of comedy pack shows, and you can grab your tickets right now over at sanspantsradio.com slash live and follow the links. I can guarantee that at least one of those nights, I'll be talking at length about Warhorse and what superpowers that proto-Nazi hating horse may or may not have. So, once again, head to sanspantsradio.com slash live to grab your tickets today. We also might not be able to record these ones. We're going to try our best, but like... This might be for your eyes and ears only, we guess. Uh, anyways, enjoy the show. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Warhorse enthusiasm aside, one more thing. Our producer of our show is also doing these fine shows at the Sydney Comedy Fest, so go check out the worldwide smash hit Yo Mama Battle on May 3rd and 5th, Seizure Kaiser's dark comedy Kill Yourself on May 4th, 6th and 7th, The Bogan Philosopher on May 17th and 19th, and finally, best friend of the show, George Demirelos with his show Self Sabotage on May 11th, 13th and 14th. Now, enjoy the show. Warhorse! Yes, yes, Warhorse is great. Alrighty. We're getting a thumbs up from the really, from those guys. 
So I think that's a good sign that we should start. Sorry to interrupt all your conversations without bullshit. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, welcome to a very special live 100th episode of Movie Maintenance. Yeah. Where, of course, some films just need fixing. I'm Handsome Tom. I'm Carney. I'm Gabe. And uh, this week, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Which is a hard ask, because it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much perfection, the whole it's franchise. It's a hard ask to make us watch it. You did, though. We did watch the second one, though. Our um, producer, Sam, asked us to watch number two, and Gabe and I watched number one uh, a couple nights ago, and we just couldn't do it. <laughs> this may watch. come as a surprise to people listening, but um, I have been described as an angry man, and um, while watching that film... I don't think I've ever felt such incandescent rage towards anybody as I felt towards Handsome Tom for making us watch it. Because like, it started and I was like, okay, this will be fun. It'll be so bad it's good, right? Oh, Surely. No. And, it's, and like, honestly, in the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is great. Like they have that first really... 20 minutes. 20 minutes in, you said, this is the best. Well, to be hang fair, on, I was. Hang on, hang on, really? Can I, let, me, let me finish. So it started and I was like, all right. So you got that first awkward meeting between them with like zero chemistry. And I was like, this is great. And, there's like, and it's the most awkward scene because it's so stilted. It's so unsexy. And then it literally ends with her what are you walking talking about? out it's super erotic. and standing there for like 20 seconds like... <gasps> With like rain pouring down, and then there's that bit like shortly afterwards where she's um sitting in class and she's got a pencil that literally says grey on it, and then there's a close up of her putting it in her mouth, and I was like, this is amazing. In and this out. This is so good. And then like as it went on, it was just like, okay, so there's a little thing in cinema that we call dramatic stakes or um or tension. Yeah. What what and what's the uh, what's the film, stakes of Fifty Shades theory, of Grey? Gabe? The stakes of Fifty Shades of Grey should be are they or are they not going to get together? Or can yeah. she fix, I guess, fix him, for want of a better word, and actually, like, you know, get the relationship she wants out of him? Except, like, from the start of the film, he's like, I don't do romance. I'm not going to take you out. I'm not going to do what that's not. You're already better than, voice. you're so but, um, much better than him already, though. <laughs> maybe it's because, like, there's, you know, like, some slight inflections in my tone. But, um, but, like, you know, and from the start, he's saying all that stuff, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't have normal sex. I don't do romance. I don't do dates. I don't sleep in the same bed. He does all of those things in the first act of the film. So like when she's like, he why does. can't I change him? It's like you, you already have. have. So like, what's what's at stake here? Because like, it's not like she's sitting here being like, can he be changed? He patently can. He's already done all the things he's still insisting he doesn't do. So there's not really a hell of a lot at stake here, and yet the film continues for another two fucking hours. It's ask, a long fucking movie. What's the point of the contract? Uh, look, because they're doing all the things already. Yeah. That are part of the contract. And then, and then like, at and the end of the film. I've got saying, another. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to defend this film, by well, the what's way. What's the point of the contract? I don't know, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely... Look, seriously, you're asking that when... I've got it here. I wrote it down because it's fucking brilliant. So you're asking what's the point of the contract. This is a guy who named his company, of which I don't know what the fuck it does, Grey Enterprises Holdings Incorporated. What is that? What's his job? I don't. He's the CEO of an Enterprises Holdings Incorporated. Someone calculated it and his salary is oh. ridiculous. <laughs> and then, I don't understand. But also there was, that, there was a bit, the bit that like really struck me was like at the end of the film where she's like, I want to see who you really are. And he's like, you don't want to see that. And she's like, no, show me, show me your real darkness or whatever. And then Again, he, better he, than both of them. And then he proceeds hard. to spank her six times. And she starts crying and she's like, you're a bad person. This is who you've really been all along. Sorry, he's been fucking spanking her the whole film. How is this coming as a surprise to you at this point? And this is the point where you're like, I'm going to storm out and not see you again? Yeah, like, but then it's my biggest problem with the film. They Maybe four or five times they establish the safe words, yellow and red. They never use them. And she never uses them. That would be the moment to use it. You know when she comes up to him in the elevator and yes. he's coming at her and she just says, stop. She should just say red. And she D- doesn't. Like, red, Sean, like these bad like boys. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag red. I like, <laughs> I like that's your biggest problem. But no, no, all right. When a film is this shit, sometimes you just... <laughs> just <laughs> little like, detail. Just take umbrage with the little details. What about, what, what the about really all the really good supporting characters, like her friends oh, and family God. members, no, whose yeah. names I remember, yeah. one of whom is played by Rita Ora? Why was her mum in the film? Uh, good question. No, no, no. Her, her mum her is there so that we can learn... Christian loves her and is classy because he orders a gin and tonic and specifies which gin. Tom, why did they spend (laughs) them? 
Why did they spend the money to film the mum and not just have her as a voice on the phone? There is no point. Yeah, you know what? Contractual obligations. You know what it reminded me of? Jessica Jones. Because I sat there being like, why that's, am I watching these characters? Oh, oh. Why am I watching these shit supporting characters that you're making me spend time with that have nothing to do with you the story? A that's a long there. bow <laughs> to draw. Well, I did it. Okay, you did. And it made, me, it made me as angry as that TV show did because about halfway through, you saw me. I was lying on the couch just with this protracted groan that I couldn't stop coming out of my body just being like, why is this still can happening? I say, can I say, nothing is going that wrong. also happens in the film where there's a protracted groan coming out of someone's body and they can't stop it but no matter film, how hard they like try. I feel like it was for good reasons. Although I guess like if watching the film is the experience of what having BDSM does to you is like, then maybe it's We're all sadists. Um, I so guess. spoiler alert, apparently we're all into BDSM because we've watched this movie more than we should have. There you go. Um, and I've watched 20 minutes of the sequel uh, because it was an airplane version and all the sex scenes are out of it. So the movie's real short. Just, <laughs> just like, ah, done. She gets back with him, spoiler alert. Ooh. Did she sign oh. a contract? I don't know. I, like it's I said, it probably happened in a sex out. scene that was taken out of the... Funnily enough, the contract is still in mine. Um, is just... it red in yours? No, no. This, I've got safe words, actual safe words. Because um, I think, just to delve into it for a second about the background of Fifty Shades of Grey, I, I don't know if you guys know or if the audience know, but Fifty Shades started off as Twilight fan fiction. So already its platform is just garbage. So you've got like a flaky as idea about Mormon vampires and then you'd make them not vampires and he's Edward just and, rich. Was it Edward and Bella? It was apparently that? Edward and Bella and she put it out into the world. Um, thanks, internet. This is why we have you now. Um, and then people were like, oh, this is good, but you obviously can't publish it if you're going to leave it as the vampire and the other not vampire lady, Edward and Bella. Uh, and yep. so... She changed the names uh, to Christian and, and Anna Anastasia Steele because that doesn't sound like the name of a character from like a Mills and Boone novel. Um, changed the names and then was like, there you go, it's all the same except, you know, he's not a vampire, he doesn't glisten. Um, or he glistens but he doesn't glitter maybe. Not in that way. But my, my, my whole... <laughs> my, my problem with it is, is that you've taken something that is already a fairly weak premise and you've built a really shit copy on top and you've just kind of gone, oh, yeah, we'll write three books. And people bought them. And oh, all those people, I'm part of the cycle. I went to the movies to see it. I've paid money. You didn't buy the books, did you? No, no. I No. Have you read them? No, absolutely <laughs> not. The only, my own experience with the books, and I recommend everyone do this. No, 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 no. Because I feel like if I wasn't defensive enough, you'd assume that I have. I'm trying to hit that middle ground of yeah. just the right You're level of defense. I am. Uh, Your if, girlfriend's here tonight. Has Tom read them? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, the only, my only experience with the book is uh, the spoken word version done by um, Gilbert Gottfried, which is oh, amazing. Wow. So if you ever want to hear uh, Iago from Aladdin say clitoris, listen to that. Um, so do you want to just dive in? Yeah, dive, what you've done. Dive straight in. So first of all, the biggest problem with Fifty Shades of Grey, the film, is that there is no chemistry at all between Dakota Johnson and the guy whose name I never remember because he's bland as shit. Dorman, thank you. So, first of all, we're going to recast them. Um, so, I've got some options. We're going to put out to you guys. Uh, let us know with some applause, I guess. Yeah, biggest clap and we'll cast them. And we'll cast those people. So, we've got for Anna, we've got Brie Larson. Okay, cool. Yep, sick. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the second option yet. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, true. Brie Larson or Anna Kendrick. So, if we go Brie Larson. Hey, now, nah, look, fair. Fair. She might do my version, though. Just, uh, you never know. Uh, or Anna Kendrick obviously wins because no one clapped for Brie Larson. I don't think anybody clapped no for, Anna Kendrick, for Anna Kendrick, though, either. Does someone, there was wanna, two. does someone want to call one out that's yeah. potentially better? <laughs> oh, yes. I want to. I want to. Yes. Yeah. Different film. That's a very different film. It's not this film. I, I kind of want to throw this one out and write that one instead in that it's literally Holy 80 shit. shades of grey because she's 80, right? 90? She's 90. She's yeah. 1,000. Anyway, um, and to continue this... Not disaster. We'll go with who we're going to cast as Christian Grey. Um, Alex Pettifer, who's from Magic Mike, the blonde guy. Uh, or Matt Bomber, also from Magic Mike. <laughs> I've never seen Magic Mike. <laughs> Have a lot. Um, anyway, so yeah, Alex Pettifer. Okay. Or Matt Bomber. Hey. Cool. Cool. So, If you want another really wooden actor, just get Skarsgård in there. <laughs> 
Nah, but I don't want wooden. This guy needs to be a little bit. I need someone who can. Making a good film. I'm making a good film. Um, I need someone who can play the full range of emotions that a human being is capable of. We're going with Bomber. Um, So we're going with Bomber and Kendrick because Brie Larson wouldn't do it, and uh, Betty White is a different film to this one. So, uh, a better one. A better one. I'll leave. Uh, So we're gonna we're gonna fade in, and instead of fading in on black, we're gonna fade in on dark grey. Uh, as Soft Cell's 80s pop classic, Tainted Love, pipes from somewhere in the distance. Uh, and as, as the grey dissipates, we, we come in and it's just like carnage. Like a building has just collapsed and there's rubble everywhere. There's like smoke, spot fires. Off to the distance, there's a helicopter just like crashed into the ground. And like silver ties and grey shades of grey suits are fluttering in the breeze. But that's not the weirdest part because the weirdest part is all of the sex toys. There's just hundreds of them. Dildos, butt plugs, whips, paddles, gags, handcuffs in every colour and texture just litter the ground. And then a particularly large part of the rubble moves and out from underneath it crawls Anastasia Steele. And she looks around and she spots the helicopter. And she looks to the ground and she picks up the biggest, girthiest dildo that she can find, (laughs) clenches it in her fist and starts staggering over towards the helicopter. And we go to a title screen. Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's it's it's. You've broken game. <laughs> I like it. I'm only like just getting started, buddy. Holy shit! Please I heard continue. The word girthiest in a while. Oh, I'm so proud <laughs> of its usage. Context. Uh, so we 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 cut a few weeks earlier, obviously, and Anastasia's alarm's going off, but you know she's already up. We see she not, it wasn't in her bed. She's sitting at her desk and she's taking notes and she's reading all these financial newspapers. And highlighting sections. And we can see that a lot of these are about um, Christian Grey and, and his stupidly named company uh, and how the stocks keep soaring and, and she keeps taking notes and she's clearly getting ready for something. And the alarm goes again, only this time we're not in Anna's room. No, it's on a wall computer in a futuristic bedroom that kind of looks like if the Jetsons were assholes, this is the kind of bedroom they'd have. <laughs> and numbers kind of shine a blue light and the, the window shades come up automatically. And uh, a man slides out of bed. He's immaculately built in grey silk boxes, not a hair out of place. And this peak human being is Christian Grey. And the computer like talks to him, talks him to his day. And you know, sex machine billionaire Christian Grey is. Uh, thanks, Sean. Um, he's he's stoked when he sees on his calendar this interview. He gives this kind of little. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Um, basically, intercut now between them both getting ready. Christian's is like he's doing some what, whatever the douchiest martial art is. He's doing that. Uh, he's like tending to a bonsai tree. He's like checking his pecs out. He's like self-flagellating or something. Um, you know, drinking some tea, taking some like supplements and whatever. And, uh, and, and Anna's is quite different. She's getting dressed. She's trying different outfits. She's trying different questions in the mirror. You know, how, what do you owe to your success? She's, she's got all these like business newspapers in front of her again. She's, she's clearly coming in prepared. Um, but there are kind of three key things she keeps coming back to, which is uh, claims of kind of skullduggery within the financial sector, uh, a company called Dolly Tech, and business dealings in Tokyo. They're kind of her three aims that she keeps going after. Anyway, she keeps practicing questions, gets to the, the, uh, the offices of Grey Enterprises Holding Incorporated, uh, goes in and, and an assistant tells her that Mr. Grey will see you now. So she walks into the office. It's not Grey. It's like a light shade of white that could be grey if you squinted. Um, and the only thing in this entire office is a desk with Christian sitting behind it and a small platter of sushi in front of him. And he's on the phone and he's talking in Japanese. And he finishes the phone call, hangs up, and uh, he turns to Anna. Now, we thought, because it's a live show, why not get some people to help us do this scene where Anna and Christian meet for the first time? So I'd like to welcome Joel Zaman and Jackson Bailey up. <laughs> So, Jackson will be playing the role of sex machine billionaire Christian Grey, and Zaman will be playing Anastasia Steele, investigative journalist. Uh, away you go. Miss Steele. Please call me Anna. Miss Steele, please call me Christian Grey billionaire. Sashimi? It's a little bit early for raw fish for me. Why don't we just get started? It's nine inches. I'm sorry? What? What, 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 what are you talking about? Just getting in early with my answers. I like finishing first. How's that going for you? You interested in finding out? No, I'm more interested in how you have maintained such good numbers every quarter. Uh, there's no innuendo there, innuendo there is, is there? That, that, that's a real question. 
I'm not one of those girls, Mr. Gray. Did you get the bit about nine inches? <laughs> Thank you very much. A round of applause to both these guys. So, after that titillating interaction... Uh, Sorry, is that their first encounter? That's their first encounter, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really realistic. Uh, <laughs> I was like, how many, how many sex jokes can I fit into scenes? There may be more later. Um, so basically, after that encounter, she kind of dives straight into it, uh, and there's no sort of back and forth, and she just goes after him, and she wants to know about, you know, Tokyo and this weird connection he might have with the Yakuza that he kind of is like, nah, that's not a thing, and, and he keeps trying to come up with, like, sexual things, because that's what he does. Um, and finally, she gets on to the conversation about Dolitech, which is one of the first companies that Gray's Enterprises Holdings, Inc. bought, because I assume that's what it does. Um, his response is that, you know, I have, I have many passions, Miss Steele, you know, passions that at first glance may seem improper or unusual, but this is, this is what I do. And she's like, it's a billion-dollar tech company. It's hardly a passion. He's like, well, it is for a billionaire. She's like, but like, come on. Like, this is your first company. How can I get to know you if you won't tell me about the first company? And she just keeps nailing him. And we see that Anna's a really good fucking journalist for a change. Can I ask, in the movie, is it, that's not what she's studying, though. Isn't she, like, filling in for us? Yeah, she's filling in for someone else. I thought that was a dumb so plot point, version, so I got rid of it. a journalist? She works for a uh, financial blog run by women called Bidness Bitches. Cool. So that's what she's Her doing. Credentials stack up. <laughs> credentials stack up. Anyway, so she's she's working in there, and he kind of shuts the conversation down. But she can kind of see that she's rattled him. Like he's kind of like, oh, what the what the fuck is this? And they have that you know thing where they're looking at one another, like through the lifts as the doors closed, and you can be like, oh, this is arousing if you're aroused by a shark looking at you. I guess. Um, Gabe is. <laughs> you okay? No there? comment. Getting a bit getting a bit hot under the collar there, mate. You right? No, it's just the lights. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, um, she goes back to the offices of uh, business, business bitches, uh, and basically he's going, trying to write this story, and she just is getting nothing, because he didn't give her anything worth the story, but she knows there's something in there, because she knows she rattled him. Um, so she tries another crack. This is going to launch her career, so she chases after the secret. She goes, to the, goes to the, back to the company, spends the day there, whatever, works out his regime, and tries to ambush him while he's out on a jog, because if we've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, Christian Grey loves a good jog, so he's out jogging. Um, and she ambushes him, and he's, like, completely different. The cool, calm Gray's gone. He's flustered. He's angry. He's like, like, you need to get out of here. You shouldn't be talking to me about this stuff. Like, I already gave you all the information you need to know. Like, go away. And, but she's persistent. She keeps asking. She keeps asking. And finally, we get the first warning from Gray that, that he is a bad man. You know, I'm capable of very bad things. You don't want to be around me. And she's kind of thrown by this, and he kind of runs off. When he gets home, we see that he's thrown. Like, now there's something in him that he just can't shake there's something about this girl so he sits down and he reads every single blog she's ever written he starts looking up weird stuff from high school because i'm assuming he's got access to that because he does he's rich um and he just keeps going back to the interview and he, keep, he starts making mistakes in his work life he's not as good as his douchey martial art that he does just just something wrong anyway he picks up a phone at the end of it and he just goes get a car ready we're gonna go find her hangs the phone up and Anna's working uh, half-heartedly at a at a hardware shop um, it's a dad's place in this version, but we don't know who he is because who cares? It's not important. Um, and she's not serving customers. She's trying to work on this article, trying to find out Christian Grey, but she's not as into it as she was before. Something's kind of gone out in her. And then, bang, while she's standing there, a long piece of chain is dropped onto the counter and she looks up and Christian Grey flashes a charming million-watt, billion-dollar grin at her. And it's, it's a different guy. Like, he's just charming now. The arsehole from the, the workplace is gone. This guy is like in full charm offensive. He's, he's just a sunbeam dressed in charcoal and grey tracksuit. Um, in which case, we get to a scene now here where uh, Christian's going to ask Anna out for dinner. Um, I feel like we could probably get the boys to help. Or unless anyone in the audience would like to get up and read one of the parts of Anna or Christian, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're a... Come on, somebody. Yeah, that bloke at the bar whose friend dobbed him in. <laughs> Both of them. You're a Christian? Excellent. You can be Anna. You look like an Anna. No, no, it's all right. I, we, we're fine. She's clumsy in the film, I think. That's like a thing. No, that's, that's, that's Bella from <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Christian's going to ask Anna out on a date, and Anna's, yeah, Sean, Jesus. Oh, what are your names? Gareth. Gareth. Sean. Thank you, thank you, guys. Take it away. Sorry, can you just remind me what the... It's, uh, so... 
Do you want like some motivation or? Um, just think whatever Dakota was Johnson was doing, do the opposite of that. Yeah, all of that stuff. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? Just purchasing this here chain. <laughs> Long, strong, hard chain. <laughs> or would you guess it could hold someone about your size? Um, hypothetically. That's very specific. <laughs> and murdery. Is it also a bit sexy though? Salope. Did you just call me a bitch in French? <laughs> Haven't you heard the rumors about what a cunning linguist I am? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Do you want me to choke you with that chain? You have no idea. <laughs> Say what? I said, I want to apologize for the other day. In that interview, that wasn't me. I want to make it up to you. Dinner, I'll pay. You pick and you can ask me anything you desire. Hmm. There's a good pasta place around the corner. Carbs, I mean, sure. <laughs> See you at eight. I finish work at six. Mm, eight it is. The anticipation is making me ache, Anna. <laughs> ah, thank you, guys. Gareth and Sean. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Ah, <laughs> oh, the chemistry. Can I just say, <sighs> more sparks flew then than in any moment in the actual film. That's, that's absolutely fair. I was invested fair. in the outcome of that relationship. I don't know if that's what you guys were going for, but you got there. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, we're going to change the casting. Gareth and Sean are now going to be good. Um, so, yeah, so Chelsea went on a date. Uh, he asked her on a date. They go off to this date, and uh, Greg picks her up, but it's not on this, like, big-ass expensive car. It's just, like, a normal car. And she's kind of like, what's this? And he's, like, just in normal grey jeans and a grey T-shirt. Um, and the night, it's... It's actually really pleasant. Like, it's, it's really nice. He's, he's not an arsehole. He's kind of compassionate. He listens to what she's saying. He's, he's funny. He's friendly. He's just like a normal person. And, and, and none of that braggy, stupid shit that he was doing before, even, even from the, the moment ago at the hardware store, it's just he's just a down-to-earth, emotionally available, honest guy. He talks about his need for privacy and why he doesn't trust reporters and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, it, and, and about his life. Nothing about his company. Nothing of that. And... and as she's sitting there and he's, he's telling this to her and her brain just snaps and she thinks, holy fuck, is Anastasia Steele falling for Christian Grey? Yes, she is. <laughs> so now we get a couple more dates and, and sort of more things in their relationship. Um, and, and, you know, they start officially dating and, you know, they, they, she stops taking their notepads to the dates and stops taking notes and she's no longer doing the journalist thing. She's just seeing him. Um, and he's... Generally, he's really good. He's, he's kind, he's nice, he's not a dickbag. Every now and then, though, there's just this, this little bit of like a wall comes up and he becomes that, that arsehole from earlier or, or he'll just be a bit of a moody prick and just some inconsistencies. But that's like every guy ever, so it's fine. Um, you know, many, many shows of Christian Grey. So um, then the relationship like, is progressing along. You meet the parents and that's kind of a blah beat. We don't meet the mum because we're going to save our mummy. Right, Sean? good uh so we're gonna meet his his mom um none of that weird stuff about how is it he's like an accidental meeting or is it uh, maybe an accidental meeting let's yeah. go with that an accidental meeting and maybe in meeting this the parents mate it's big so maybe an accidental meeting and and then he's like no no actually come to dinner with my mom oh, cool. so you realize that while well, it was an accident he's he's happy for her to meet these people um so they've been doing it for a while things are going pretty well and uh at this point in the relationship a certain contract comes up um, and he kind of reveals to Anna that he has a secret sex room. Everyone has one of those, so that's good. Um, so here's one of them. Um, and he kind of opens up. He's, it's, he's quite honest. He's like, look, this is what I'm into. Uh, if you want to continue with me, I'm going to need you to get on board with some of this stuff. Um, 
And I like to imagine that he's like going through each of the artifacts and as it's happening, she's kind of having these like weird dreamscape moments where they're being used in like a surreal horror movie scenario. Anyway, it's just in my head. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so she kind of rejects the contract at first, needs some time to think about it, all that kind of stuff. And, and then Christian's like, well, you know, have some time to think, come back to me. So they agree to meet at his office. Um, <laughs> what's that? Another scene. Oh, well, well then, uh, do you want to have another scene? We want to go again? Anyone else want to have a turn at, uh, the, yeah, so bloke who roped his friend in and person at the back who I can't see but put your hand up. Come on down. <laughs> who would you like to be? Okay. Well, you're on that side. You're Christian. So. And you're Anna. Uh, just to check, someone under the age of 18 is allowed to do this scene? Yeah! Like, I may get a jail. <laughs> no. Um, I didn't hear that, so it's good. Uh, we're in Queensland, where it's legal. Thanks, Dusha. <laughs> Did you say do it? Oh, well. That would be my charming friend, Oscar. No, no I, I think you'll be fine. It's actually not, it's not that bad, I don't think. Anyway, so they decide to talk about this contract. I thought you'd be ready for this. You thought I'd be ready to sign a sex contract? To sign over my sexual needs to a man I've never seen naked from the waist down? Don't I get to say? I am very sexy from the waist up. You're also very punchable. <laughs> Hit me, you dirty little girl. Did you just... I said I am a businessman and could be open to negotiating sexy terms. <laughs> Fuck. Fine. This little duck doesn't do butt plugs. <sighs> no butt can... plugs. Done. I get to spank you, though. Fine, but I want cuddles after. Ugh, sure. You wrote down light choking. You say cuddles. I say light choking. I beg to differ. Oh, of course, begging. Put that in. Now you get it. Ah, thank you very much. What was your name, sorry? Jesse. Jesse? What was your name, sorry? Lena. Thank you very much, guys. Um, so, keep, keep that one. It's got butt plugs in it. Uh, <laughs> you proud of me yet, Mum? Um... <laughs> nah, nah. Anyway, so uh, Gray's furious at this. He's like, nah, I've, you know, he didn't get what he wanted out of it. He reacts in exactly the same way he does in the film and he kind of storms out. He's like, I've got to go away on business things. You, you can have some time to think about the contract and whether you want this relationship to continue because it's a deal breaker for me. Um, so she thinks, but she can't think in his place. So she goes home to her apartment, but someone's already been there. And recently, the, the lamp is still warm to touch. And she turns on the light and she sees that all the newspaper clippings that she has wrote have been put in a neat pile on her desk and there's an origami swan sitting on top. And it was a story that she was originally intrigued by, the, the Yakuza and, and Dolly Tech. And there's a scrawled note that just says, you're close now, keep digging, a friend. And this, this awakens that journalist in her again and she's like, all right, let's go. So she starts doing more research and, and covers more business deals and so on that just, just don't quite line up or... They line up too well. That's the, the thing about embezzlement from my research I did in embezzlement. <laughs> it's that everything just, just clicks over too smoothly. So, oh, she, yeah? You're in danger of having a plot here. Mate, I've got... Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's weird things where there's deals on top of deals on top of deals where he gets to a billion dollar contract because of a simultaneous deal with this million dollar contract over here with another company that he doesn't even own but they just happen to work at exactly the right time and she realises that, that she's, she might actually have him here and so pushing aside all the feelings she's developed for him because he was a bit of a dick in that last exchange um, and this is what she was here to do is find out the real Christian Grey um, she goes off to his, his apartment to, to start digging and she realises that there has to be somewhere, somewhere in his lavish asshole Jetson's apartment um, where he would hide his secrets. And obviously, uh, a BDSM billionaire would hide all of his secrets in his secret sex dungeon, obviously. Yep, let's go into that. Um, she goes in. Uh, actually written, and it goes rooting around. <laughs> uh, she goes in. And, uh, you know, and she's kind of looking, but she can't find anything. And then she does that, that classic thing they do in movies where they lean on something. This is like a spiky dildo. And she leans on it, and a secret room is revealed. And she goes down the stairs and arrives in, like, a fucked-up sex bat cave. Um, 
So there's more sex toys in here that are way worse than the ones out in the other room and also just a shitload of TV screens, like just hundreds of TV screens showing different feeds from, from different like tiny little pinhole cameras that are clearly attached to people as they move throughout the area. And she's like... It's like the architect's room from the Matrix. Uh, architect's room from the Matrix. But a sex room. But a sex room also. I'm just, you know, combining two things. It's cool. Uh, it's like, you know, S and M, but it's like sex room and architect room. Um, so, you know, one's drinking a beach uh, on a beach in Hawaii, one's at Wall Street, one's driving a car, and you just see these, like, first-person views, these cameras, and she's like, this is really bizarre. And she goes to take out her phone to take a photo, and it vibrates. She looks down, and there's a message from an unknown number. It just says, he's home, get out. She's like, shit. So she runs out, quickly bolts to the secret room, and emerges back into the sex room just as Christian walks in. And that's, like, the normal sex room. Just as he walks in, He's immediately suspicious. Is there any layers to the sex room? Oh, there's two at this point. Uh, so not that many, Sean. Well, two's enough. Pay fucking attention. Um, and he's like, I thought the idea of this room repulsed you. And she's like, oh, you know, maybe it's growing on me a bit like you. But he's not buying it. He's like, what are you up to? What's, what's going on? She's like, she decides to just go for it. She's like, maybe I was snooping. He's like, I told you, I like my privacy. Don't be snooping in my sex room. Um... <laughs> And he steps towards her and there's something about him that Anna's like, oh, oh, we're in trouble. And then she goes, she backs up against a shelf and she feels like a whole bunch of whips at her back. And she's like, I have a very bad idea, but she grabs one and he kind of flinches thinking she's going to use it on him. And she holds it out to him and says, then maybe you should punish me and turns around. It's a huge gamble. We don't know if this is going to work. She's just been snooping, but... Christian is a billionaire sex machine, so his dick beats his brain and he buys it. Can I just say that there are more than several sentences in this pitch that I legitimately never thought I would hear in my life. Like, his dick beats his brain, fucked up sex bat cave, girthiest dildo. Um, I'm, I'm about to drop another on you, I reckon. Because continue. as he slips a blindfold over her eyes, he whispers in her ear, Safe word is Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> and that makes four. Hey. Um, so they have they have sex, I guess. Um, the next morning, Christian's gone. If this is the airport version, we don't see that bit. Um, next morning, Christian's gone. He's at work or something. He's a businessman, whatever. And Anna's sort of lying in bed, and she's like, "That was fucking close call." She's like. I think I need to go back to the secret room. And she gets out of bed and as she's walking to the secret room, she gets a text, again, from this unknown person being like, there's no point, not yet. Dolly Tech is the key. She sends back. She's like, who's this? And the messenger only writes back, someone who cares, good luck. So she spends the rest of the day researching as much as she can with access to sort of Christian's like private accounts because she's at his apartment or whatever. Um, also about Dolly Tech. So basically it's this science company that are doing stuff that are revolutionary, um, you know, robots, cancer treatments, stem cell research, all that, you know, yeah, science, thank you. Um, so it's like massive, massive, massive science company. But despite all of these things that she's finding out about the company, she just can't pin down where it is. Like there's all these things about what it is doing, but then no sort of results of where the money's going for all these sorts of things. So... She decides to look up, keep digging. She finds an address for a research facility. So she goes down. It's at an industrial street, an industrial estate, but there's nothing there. It's just a vacant lot. She's like, this is really weird. So she kind of goes back through her notes as she's compiled and sees that, oh, this industrial lot's here, looks it up, rings a couple of people and finds that there's actually a forwarding address for Dolly Tech from this company because they moved. And she's like, okay. So she goes to another place and it is a cafe. And she's like, this is weird. And basically, we now get a sequence where she keeps trying to find Dolly Tech. She keeps going to weird places that are clearly not a scientific research center or just abandoned like car parks and stuff. And every time she keeps going to these new places, it just keeps leading on to more places. She's just about to give up when her phone vibrates. She looks at she's it's Christian. She's like, shit. She quickly answers. She's like, oh, hello. But it's okay. It's fine. He just wants to talk dirty on the phone because that's what he wants to do. So she's now, now we have a scene of her trying to do like investigative journalist while every now and again yelling things that like, punch my butthole, handcuff my ankles to my shoulders, love you daddy. Um, but it's, it's, it's more of the same, fawning addresses um, and, until finally she sees the address for the last fawning address and 
it's Christian's apartment. So she quickly fakes an orgasm and hangs up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Christian is sitting at a computer and he's on the phone and we see like he's on the phone to Anna and he's also faking an orgasm? And we see his eyes narrow and he's looking at like Google Maps. Hey, buddy. Um, and this GPS tracker flashing on the screen and it's the same location that Anna was just at. And he scowls. He's, you fucking little bitch. He's not talking this dirty this time, Sean. He means it. Gabe, what the fuck is going on? He's Am I a- intrigued? Am I terrified? Do I wish I'd never signed up for this podcast? I don't know. He's, he's All of the above. taken the sex movie and he's made it like a conspiracy thriller about taxes or something. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, sex and taxes. Oh, yeah, people love that. <laughs> How do we make taxes good again? I'll also, put some sex in it. Do you have a theory on who the person is that's like... Well, I'm like, are there any other characters in this film? No, not really. None that you've really introduced us to. So I don't know. Is it Christian I, himself? I have an idea. Is he pulling some long con? Because that's I, where I'm at at the moment. I have an idea of who it is. I don't want to say it. That's so, right. No, no, just... Is it the Mrs. Robinson character? Has she been introduced, though? Or not, did we miss her? Tom's Has she been set up? I, I could have just fucked up. No, I'm just continuing. <laughs> or it could be either of their parents, I guess. But No, but her mum's not in it. Could be Rita Ora. Budget reasons. It? Yeah, that's right. Um, you, you go on, Tom. Is it the... Could, yeah. Do you want me to continue? Yeah, continue. All right. Because so you've got she... no poker face. You're going to give it away if we keep Yeah, I know. Me. I'm bullshit. Um, so she races back to the apartment and, and she's chauffeured by one of Christian's hench people or whatever. Um, and as she goes to get out of the car, the chauffeur tits his hat down and just turns back to her and he's like, there's a private lift in the sex room. It goes to floors that you can't get to. You'll need a password. And she stops. She recognises the voice, but before she can say anything, the car just drives off and she's like, oh, fuck. So she goes back to the sex dungeon and she goes into the, pulls the dildo down, goes into the secret room and then she's trying to look and she finds the panel where the secret lift code would go. She has no idea what the password is. She looks, it's three digits. What would Christian use as a password that's three digits long? And then she realises, she knows what the password is. She got it when she met him for the very first time. She types in 9.00. Nine inches. That's right. Christian Day's password is his dick size. Yeah, highbrow. Um, so, yeah, she does that. And then the door opens and she walks into a secret lift. And the lift's like, hello, Christian. Would you like to go to your helipad? Or would you like to visit your secret lab in the basement of your apartment? <laughs> She's like, secret lab? With pleasure, Christian. And off she goes. She emerges into a high-tech facility if it's this high-tech, how does it not recognise the difference in their voices? The, I, okay, the facility's high-tech. The lift, they had to skimp on the lift for the high-tech facility. <laughs> you know, maybe that scene doesn't make the final cut of the film. <laughs> she gets in there and it's this big sort of like cavernous room just with like full of science shit. <laughs> she has no, no, no idea how far underground she you is. Know what science is. Because um, <laughs> you keep just saying science shit. <laughs> Without specifying what that actually entails. Hey, when I Can said you some details, like when you say science shit, what are we looking at here? Are we talking lab coats? Like because we need to be able to visualise it to understand what's actually going on. Ah, this is the invitation all over again. Um, no, look, it's it's like it's like ah oh, computers. But like, okay, but you said like I feel like if it had just been computers, you would have just said computers, not yeah. science shit. Science shit is sounds it, more okay, specific. Okay, 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 okay. Is, no, is Doctor Damo in there like working on something? What is it? No, Damo's not there. But but imagine where Damo would work. Okay. It's there. So, so it's like... I, I need it's more like to, I've never okay. seen where Damo works. I need more to oh, visualise this. Just, just imagine where like Bruce Banner works before he becomes the Hulk. It looks like oh, that. Come on, that's cheap, mate. Describe oh. yourself. Paint so your it's picture. a big cavernous room. Yeah. There are lots of computers in it. Uh, lots anyone, of space. Does what anybody was, work in there? Uh, there's no... It's, aban- it's empty at the moment. Okay. It's empty. There's lots of rooms off to the side, but there's like big-ass like tubes and science-y things. <laughs> Generators, there's generators, there's lots of generators. Give us an idea. How how big are the generators? How much space are they taking up here? Oh, it's a it's a big room. They're they're floor to ceiling. Floor to ceiling. To that, like, if the room was full of staff, how many people could work in there? Oh, thousands. Okay, so it's (laughs) thousands of people. It's like a fuck off warehouse. It's it's big. Um, So are the generators lining the walls? Yeah, so they're kind of lining the walls. But but the but the distinguishing feature of this room is the fact that there's these enormous 
tanks, like not not tanks, but like aquarium tanks, like floor to ceiling, interspersed with generators. What colour are they, Tom? Well, they're clear because they're, they're aquarium tanks. Red. There's no fluid in them. No, they're not red, nor are they grey. Red. Um, no, no. So there's there is fluid in them. Okay. They're full. What, what colour is the fluid? Uh, like you can't really. What's the density of the fluid? Oh. Like, is it thick or is it just like water? It's highly fluid? viscous fluid. <laughs> but what colour? Is it? It's, it's clear, right? But is it like clear but thick enough that you can't really see through it? Like, if yes, you look through yes, it, yes, yes. No, no. Okay, uh, Jurassic Park three. When the Velociraptor's in the thing. Yes, that kind Great of scene. That kind yep. of that kind of that well, kind Tom, of thing. If you'd started with that, we wouldn't have had to do this. Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> Maybe just think ahead in the future, uh, mate. Yeah, look, next time, um, do, should I just go? Yeah. <laughs> just go. Yeah, we... Sorry, guys. That was, you know. Um... Anyway, uh, but, but one of the other things is on the, a far wall in this room of weird dimensions. Um, basically, there's this, like, corkboard with, like, photos on it. And she walks up and there's a photo of Christian naked. And another one. And another one. It's just in different scenarios. Like, he's in a suit. He's at the beach. He's having a drink. He's having sex. It just, just photos of Christian everywhere. And she's like, I, I don't understand. And then, and then she starts looking closely and she realizes that this one's got a scar on its nipple and that one's got a hickey and they're from the same date. And that one's got a black eye and it's from the same... She's not really sure what she's looking at and her mind is starting to spin when all of a sudden her phone vibrates, breaking the spell, and it's a warning. He's coming home. Get out now. How but- many times did you watch The Prestige prior to doing this? <laughs> Just once. Uh, so she's not going to go empty-handed though this time because she's got something. She doesn't know what it is yet, but so she quickly just starts taking photos of as much as she can on her phone and she just keeps getting messages, hurry, you have to get out now, you have to get out now. And she goes to rush out when something catches her eye in one of the tanks. It's a murky outline of a body. So she, she walks over and she, she presses her face up to the glass and whatever is floating in the tank slowly rotates into view and she sees it and she suppresses a scream because she recognises the face immediately. It's the chiselled face of a billionaire playboy, the sullen brow of CEO heartthrob and good-looking visage of Christian Grey, billionaire sex machine. <laughs> her phone goes again and it breaks the spell and she picks it up, she looks down and it just says, I'm standing right behind you. Uh- and she turns around, and there's Christian Grey, and he looks furious. He holds a phone in one hand, and he says, Oh, someone's been a very naughty girl. You were, you were right before, by the way. She starts to back away. Who, who the fuck are you? He strides forward. You, you know exactly who I am. And she turns to run, but as she does, looming out of the shadows comes another Christian Grey. Are there... Can, are there possibly 50? Uh, well, well, we'll have to see. I wait with bated breath. She turns again and two more loom from the depths of the lab. Everyone knows who I am. And suddenly she realises that she's surrounded as more and more Christians emerge from the shadows. There are nearly 50 of them in the lab now. But the first one, the leader, strides forward and in unison... All the greys speak as one. I'm Christian Grey, billionaire. <laughs> Anna goes to run, but two of the greys grab her and throw her to the floor. The lead Christian just shakes his head. He's disappointed. You really are an exceptional journalist, Miss Steele. And unfortunately for you, I mean, just, just couldn't stop digging, could you? I mean, you had everything. Money, sexy man friend. Well, 50 sexy man friends. And the opportunity part of a life, and you just couldn't, be, couldn't, couldn't help yourself, could you? She's like... What the fuck is this? What are you? He says, say it. You know what I am. (laughs) And with a whimper, she responds, you're clones. (laughs) Ding, 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 give the girl a prize. Want to know the secret to my success? That's it, right? That's the story you were, the century you're looking for. To what does Christian Grey owe his success? You're looking at it. She says, Dolly Tech? He smiles. Clever girl. There truly are 50 shades of Christian Grey. Anna realises that, that all of those feelings she was having, the inconsistencies between meeting the man on different occasions, weren't because he was passionate or emotionally unstable, but because he was literally 50 different people. 
He's not mysterious or complex or any of that. He's just 50 different guys. The TVs in the secret sex room weren't of other people. He wasn't spying on anyone. He was keeping tabs of himself because there's a lot of him to keep an eye on. And so Grey kind of does his villain thing. He's like, oh, this is how I got started. Um, he became Grey and Grey's. Uh, he introduces to a doctor. His mother. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know who she is. She's someone. Can I ask, is there a prime Grey? Yeah, the, the guy we're talking to. Okay. He's the, main, the, he's he's the like leader. He's the boss of the Greys? He's the, he's the boss Grey. Cool. He's King Grey. I refer to him as Grey001. Um, so his mother then kind of explains the science behind it. It's, it's Dolly Tech, named after Dolly the sheep, the first sheep that got cloned. Um, and they've been working out how to make Cuban clones. And she explains it was using weird research. They were like, let's come up with the ultimate business tool. What if we had a sexy CEO who could be in two places at once, pull off simultaneous deals to net the company millions so that he could pull off a deal in Thailand that would hinge upon a deal in Canada that would hinge upon a deal in New Zealand and they would all work at once because he was doing all of the deals. It's, it's a brilliant thing and, you know, you, you couldn't stop it and before you knew it, it's, it's become this, this thing and Gray's just loving himself. This is the evil Gray. This is the one from the first scene, that Gray. And he's just loving it. He's like, look, it started when they were researching into cancer. You know, you look at a stem cell research... And they're trying to work out how do you aggressively beat something that replicates itself over and over again. And then that guy got fired and a new guy came in and he was all into business. And he's like, well, we could just make money by making a business into like a form of cancer. Uh, So now look at me. We're an empire. And Anna's furious and disgusted. She's like, you're proud to be cancer? Look at his face. You you legitimately just, and I would say subtextually if it was in any way subtle, said that Fifty Shades of Grey is cancer. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, he's like, I'm progress. I don't disagree. <laughs> <for the laughs> no, no. I, I'm progress, Miss Steele. Get the fuck over it. And so she's like, well, why did you drag me into it? He's like, it was kind of twofold. You were the only journalist who ever got, came back again and again and again. You're good at what you do. Everyone else has kind of been fobbed off because it's impossible to believe that this would be the case. So we were like, oh, we'll keep you close. And then the other thing too is that, I'm just one of the Christians. Some of the others aren't as good at keeping above it all. And some of them just, just you know, fell for you a little bit, I guess. Now they part, dragged in through the room. It's one of the other Christians. The nice Christian, the compassionate one that, that Anna spent all this time with. And he's had the absolute shit kicked out of him. Tom, don't do it. Just, just looks beaten and bloody and Anna realises that this is the guy who's been texting her, her secret ally in a war against himself. The only Christian who'll let people call him Chris. <laughs> you know, they drag him forward, throw him in, he just looks garbage and grazes. <laughs> you think you know yourself, right? And, and compassionate Chris looks at Anna, he's like, I'm so sorry, I, I'm so sorry. And he kind of kicks him in the face because he's a dick. It's like, all right, enough of this. Lock them up. I've got to go do a multi-billion dollar deal, which guess what? It's going to give us more patents for Dolly Tech. You think I'm good now? Imagine what I could do if there were 150 of me. And it's just this horrific number. He laughs, uh, locks them both up. We'll deal with you later. Everyone else get ready for your six-monthly physical. As they're being dragged out, Anna has one last question. What's with all the S&M though? Grey kind of just shrugs his ass, just the, just the way it works out, really. You know, the clones don't have a biological pattern, so they just sort themselves out into submissive or dominant, and then everything else comes from that. Um, also, we, we kind of just like it. <laughs> and off he goes. They're in a cell, Sean. Hope is lost. Oh, I'm so happy Gabe's broken. This is, this is a revenge for just ruining everything for me all the time. What I was about to say, what are you, me? Like... <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Oh, maybe I am you and I'm a clone of you. Don't do, don't, don't do that. Um, so Chris Gray reveals that he's 36 and he loves her and he's really sorry and he, he just wanted to try to help but he didn't know what to do. And she's like, why? He's like, I'm sick of being a cancer. She's like, why didn't you say anything to me? He's like, you would have believed if I was like, hey, second date, PS, we're clones. No, you wouldn't have. That's absurd. And she's right. It's true. So he wanted her to try to uncover it by pointing in the right direction, but they don't have a plan. Chris is confused. He's like, what, what do you mean? Like, Grey 
numero uno, is heading off in his chopper to complete a huge deal, and we're outnumbered like 14-8 to 2. I had to do some real quick math there. No, 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 because Chris is one and one's in a helicopter. Hey, clever boy. Don't know science, do know this. Um, so, what's, you know, they've got no plan. And, and it's like, yeah, what's the deal with that? Why are all 48 of them here? And Chris is like, oh, it's our six-monthly physical. We have to be checked for deterioration every six months. There's the photos you saw. Um, Gray has to do it here because he's a control freak. I think that's really where the S&M comes from because he's a, he's a big control freak, but it has to happen here. And Anna Smarch is like, he's an idiot. It's like, well, he's, that's, I'm an idiot. That's, that's mean. But, like, he's actually pretty clever. And no, 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 he's an idiot. All of the greys are in one spot. Chris is like, oh, my God. <laughs> if we blow up the lab, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we can blow up the lab. There's, there's all sorts of science shit down there that's really reactive and stuff. <laughs> it, it wouldn't take much. We could knock all the chess pieces, and, and then we don't have to worry about... The one Just grade. quickly, can you explain the chemical reaction of the science shit that would cause the explosion to happen? What do you reckon? Yes? Please? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I've got no idea. I was like, I need something to explode. I don't know anything about science. I should have rang Damo. Yeah. Generators have fuel. So there's all them generators down there. Them generators. Yeah. Going to blow up a lab. Thank you. Um, so... They're like, well, now we just need to work out how to get out of this cell. And Chris reveals that his hands are already out of the handcuffs. She's like, how'd you work that? He's like, I don't like being tied up. Um, and off they go. Of course, no sooner are they out of the cell when all of a sudden they're accosted by three Christians. And Chris is like, you go that way. Ha, huh, I've actually written the reactor. Yeah, that's good. The reactor powering the genetic sequencer is down there. If you shut it down, the generators will overload and explode. And, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to kick my ass. <laughs> and Anna races off and, and what ensues now is, is an intercut, a fight between the clones and Chris. Anna's sneaking away through the lab and, and shuts down the reactor while getting in a fight with the doctor. Um, as she's doing the physical, she locks all of the other grey clones in some room where they're like being sprayed and de-fleed. Um, <laughs> As, as this fight's going on, the doctor grabs a phone and tries to call grey. And Christian's climbing into his chopper and he sees the call and he asks, he's like, what is it, mum? And she goes to speak, the phone's pulled out of her hands. He's like, hello? Hello? It's like, hello, Mr. Gray. Miss Steele. I don't know what I just broke, Mr. Gray, but it looked very important and very explody. You bitch. No, 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 no. I'm the master now, bitch. And she hangs up uh, and she rushes off to the lift to now go after him as Chris comes bursting through just fighting more clones because some of them have done their physicals. There's just lots of clones fighting clones. It's good. Um... She goes to help me. He's like, no, 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 don't, don't help me. Get up to the chopper. I'm fine. I'll take care of these guys. You, we've done, we don't have time because the reactor's going to blow in like a whatever amount of arbitrary amount of time. Um, she's torn, but she can hear the rumbling of this reactor behind her and the warning lights flicking on over the place. So she races up into the lift. And as she does, one of the Christians just jumps in. There's like a cool fight scene in the lift with her and one of the Christians. Uh, and eventually she just starts hitting him over and over again. After a while, he's too aroused to fight and he just collapses into a heap. <laughs> Um, and she, she rushes out onto the roof where the helipad is and, and just as it's taking off, she sprints in like action hero thing, like jumps off, just grabs the edge, pulls herself up into the, the, the cockpit and they just start like laying into one another. And as she does, like her foot kicks into the radio and soft cells, tainted love, powers on over the final fight scene. Um, and basically it's all this kind of thing as, as Chris is trying to free, flee the lab. She's fighting Christian 01 uh, and all the clones are like trying to break out of the, the reactor. Um, finally, as she rests control of like the helicopter, she kind of steers it up and she realizes they're about to hit the building. So the, just bad luck, bang, straight into the apartment. It plows through a window. She falls out. Gray kind of rests control and like wrenches it out of the building and is flying away. And she's kind of trapped on this balcony of his apartment. I don't really know what, he just had lots of balconies, I assume. He's a rich guy. How many balconies? Four fifty. Um, anyway, well the greys in the basement have broken out of their confinement and are all trying to fix the reactor when all of a sudden just all the lights go off at once and you just hear them all go, oh, fuck. Bang! An explosion rips through each layer of the apartment and we see Anna trying to scramble through this balcony and just as the explosion hits, she jumps off the balcony real badass. In the chopper, grey 
001 is watching in fury as his apartment explodes. And then a single black dildo comes spiraling through the air, <laughs> smashes through the cockpit and hits him in the face. He loses control. The chopper crashes into more parts of the building. And basically, we're now back at the opening scene where the building's in ruins. There's sex toys everywhere. The chopper's crashed. And we see as Anna picks up that girthy dildo and stride towards the chopper that out the other side, Gray's like pushed himself out of it and he's crawling himself along and his legs are just like smashed up. And she steps on him, on, on his leg and just twists. He's like, please, please, please don't do it, don't do it. You, you can be a part of this. I'll give you anything. Do you know what I'm worth? Like sit down to calculate it. It's absurd. And she twists her foot. He's like, no, 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 don't. Just stop, stop. And she just keeps twisting. He's like, no, stop, please, please. And she's like, that's not the safe word. He's like, what? That's not the safe word either. He's like, please tell me, what is it? And she looks him in the eye and just goes, fuck you. And the last thing Christian Grey sees is Anastasia Steele smash him over the head with a gigantic dildo. <laughs> Chucks it away. She's, she's done this. And suddenly a car just pulls up, and it's not a flash car, it's just a reasonably nice car. And the door opens, and there's Chris. He somehow managed to have survived the explosion and all the clones. And she walks over, and he's like, hey, want to go for a driver? No, a really great uh, bus place around the corner. And she's like, okay. And she goes to get in, and she slaps him. She's like, I'm driving. I'm the master. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they swap seats, and, and they drive off as the camera pans up into the grey sky. And we think, ah, oh, it's a... It's a nice ending, except the camera then pans back down. Still a grey sky, but we're no longer at the apartment. We're in Tokyo, and there's a temple sitting on a, on a hill, like a traditional Japanese temple. And, and from the background, we can just hear the sound of something hitting flesh, like a, a whip or a paddle, for example. And we see this man in a kimono running up the steps, and he's carrying an antique like phone on like a silver train. It's ringing crazily, and he bursts into the temple. And there are two figures: a young woman tied to some sort of sex implement, and a towering figure in a kimono in a very dark shade of grey, with his back to the camera. The phone gets held out. He picks it up. The whipping stops, and without turning, listens to the phone, emotionless, puts it down, instructs the man in the kimono in Japanese to prepare the jet. We have to leave at once. As the assistant with the phone exits the temple, the camera pans around and we finally reveal the original Alpha Christian Grey. A great white shark in a great suit, his eyes narrow, and in English he growls, this time there are no more safe words, black. Because it's, it's a franchise, there has to be a sting at the end. Because there's two more movies to come, right? I don't, I don't know if you're angry or no, happy. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I just, like, did you, did you fix it? Or is that the right word for what you just did? Oh, I, I, think I, I think I definitely fixed it. Uh, there's clones in this one. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. I don't know what to say. I mean, like, like this is normally the point at which we, like, put it up side by side with the original, but can't. somehow I just don't think that's applicable in this case. It's, I, look, when, when Sam, our producer, was like, so what are you going for with this? And I was like, uh, like I'm going to fix it, but like, a bit like Avatar 2 maybe. <laughs> just make a completely different film. Yeah. Take the title literally. I don't have any words. <laughs> I actually don't either. Like, I don't know what to say. I mean, Gabe, if anything, we can say we've learned a lot about science. <laughs> Definitely. I'm pretty I'm so sure sorry, Damo, for my inability to know science. I'm pretty sure all of those really, really specific scientific terms he gave us would definitely hold uh, up if I decide to pursue a career as a scientist at this point. There was a reactor connected to a genetic sequencer. I know exactly I don't what know what either is. of those things there do, was, but they there was sound There futuristic good. and Jetsons. Like, yeah. That just covered <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, the Jetsons were assholes. This is the kind of... Lab and or apartment that they would live in. So, how, do you, how do you wrap up after that? You can't. You just, you just kind of sit in stunned silence and think about your life. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Do you, want, do you want me to give it a crack? Yeah. Wrapping it up? Yeah. And on that note, uh, I've been Handsome Tom. I've been Carney. I've been Gabe. Uh, and if, if you liked that and want to know more about science uh in today's episode um then you can you can get us on twitter uh 
at the Movie Maintenance Twitter, which is MM Sandspants, at MM Sandspants, or email us. Oh, God. Is, do we have an email? Movie Maintenance at sandspants.com. You can email us specifically. Sandspantsradio.com. Thanks. Thanks, Amit. Uh, we'll, we'll put it in the notes. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to annoy us individually about science, uh, I'm at Awkward Treed. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Goberg Moser. Um, and before we just sign off completely, obviously because this is a very special occasion being our 100th episode, um, so we just want to quickly thank everyone who is involved in movie maintenance at one point or another or still is or is just there. Um, do you want to start? There's a lot Gabe? of names. Um, obviously, people who are still in the show, um, Damo, Goose, Elise and Kath, people who are... People who've guested at various points, um, Shanks, Dusha, Jackson, Adam, um, people who were there at the start but have sort of fizzled off a bit, um, Zamet, Zoe. Yeah. Um, who are we missing? Ems has guested on some episodes. Yes, yes. And edited, um, of course, our producer, Sam, who edits the bulk of the episodes and, and gives us a kick What's when we're not with... in line. <laughs> um, who, who are we missing? Are we missing people? Oh, just you blokes. You're a good blokes. Oh, yeah, you no, we're all right. Yeah, you go. Um, right. But yeah, I suppose like it's it's the point being our hundredth hundredth ish show um, to sort of throw out. I guess yeah, thank you to everyone who's been involved, and a thank you to everybody who's listened and made it so that we could conceivably get to the point of a hundred shows, which I don't think I personally suspected would happen when I first. I don't think I'd ever started. get to a hundred anything. So this is yeah, good, I know, right? So, so yeah, no, I mean, like, but, but obviously, like, without, without the input of people who listen to it and people who enjoy it and people who harass us and tell us we're fuckwits and all of that, um, we, we don't really have the onus to keep going. So it's pretty much mainly yeah, so thanks to people like you guys. Big thanks to all you guys here. for coming out tonight too, specifically yeah. tonight, but for listening in the one to 100. Yes. Yeah. Or at least a handful of those in the middle. I reckon How do we it, wrap yeah. up the wrap-up? Yeah. Yay! And a... Big thank you to our fantastic actors tonight. And a big thank you to Handsome Tom for a fantastic pitch. Uh, E.L. James is the real hero. I've just adapted her work. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content, and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.